Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Resilience Is My Beauty with yours truly, Tawanta J. How are you all doing, my beautiful sisters? Come on in, come on in, come on in to our beautiful estate. Yes, 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 it's, a, it's been a busy day today for most of you, right? And it's been a hot day for some of you, right? Come on in and just grab yourself a cold glass of water, something that just really, you know, um, you know, quench your thirst. Come on in our special room, as we always do. Take a nice deep breath in mm, and exhale slow. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on, my beautiful sisters? How are you all doing? I missed you. I hope everyone had an awesome week and a weekend and all those great things. Well, you know what? It is August. Oh, my goodness. Are you guys getting prepped and ready for your kids for school? Mm-hmm. I know some of you parents are just totally hyped and excited. You you are already counting the days. I, I know you are, right? <laughs> you have your calendar and you are crossing the days, right? I know, I know, I know. Some of you are probably anxious too. Well, not as anxious, I would say, that, you know, you have uh, older kids that are getting ready to go to college. Some probably have already left, right? Some have already left. Um, but then, you know, you have those who are starting college for the first year and you're a little bit kind of, mm, kind of, you know, half and half with that. You're excited for your baby, but at the same time, you're a little sad because you're going to miss your baby, especially if they live in off campus, you know, I mean, not living off campus, but they living out of state and all those great things. And so you won't be able to see them as much until the holidays, right? Whether it's Thanksgiving and or Christmas, right? I totally understand. I totally get it. My daughter's getting ready to leave God willing next week and heading down to Hampton University, to Hampton, Virginia. And man, oh man, I can tell you right now, I'm excited for it, but I know when that day actually officially arrives and when we are actually there and it's time to say our final goodbyes for the, well, I won't say final goodbyes, we say our goodbyes uh, for that for that time, for a period of time, it's going to be a little bit, you know, overwhelming for me because I'm going to actually not see my baby's pretty face, you know, every day, you know, and uh, it's going to, I know it's going to get to me a little bit, but I, at the end of the day though, I'm still at peace. I'm thankful. I'm grateful that God has brought her this far, you know, and we still dealing with some things, especially with the financial aid and all that good stuff. I'm keeping it real. It's it's not an easy situation at this point, but I'm still believing and still trusting in God 100% that my baby's going to Hampton University. Okay. No doubt about that. So other than that, guys, I definitely want to come on here today and just talk to you today. Day. And I'm titled title this uh, episode is called "It's Time to X It," not the word exit, but X in parentheses it, right? That it represents whatever is going on in your life or whatever you've been dealing with in your life, right? That has been a problem, that's been a that's been an issue or a concern, that has been a weight in your life, right? It's time to X it. It's time to get rid of it. It's time to mark it off. It's time to, you know, put a, a line across that thing. Whatever it is, right? So yeah, it's time to it's time to exit. What is it right now that in your life that you know has been a strain, that has been a weight, that has been a problem that you've been thinking about it, meditating about it for the past several weeks or months, right? Because listen, guys, you know, school is starting soon, right? Next month. That means fall is soon to approach. And you know how it goes. You know, this is the latter, uh, latter season of the month, which is summertime, right? It's summer. And, you know, people are getting, you know, fi- you know finalizing their summer uh, vacation. You know, some people already 
left for the last remaining few weeks of this month or whatever prior to school and work, right? Because not only does the the kids have time off from school, but some parents also take time off, especially those teachers. You know, they have that whole entire two, three months off to spend time with their family, right? And, you know, uh, you want to enjoy every minute of free time, right? Before September and the fall gets here, right? So there are some things that you want to be able to, you know, clean out. You know, there's some things you want to be able to, you know, look at, you know, do some rethinking, you know, do some reorganizing, you know, and all those things. And not just with things in your home or, you know, in your uh, desk or your closet or anything like that. But I'm talking about more internally. I'm talking about your life. I'm talking about you as a person. You know, um, fall is like a new year, if you will, for all of us, you know, in terms of school, work, a new job, a new career, a new whatever, right? And so we basically want to start off on a clean slate, so to speak, right? So there are some things, of course, that we don't want to uh, include in that new season. We don't want to bring some of the old habits. We don't want to bring some of the old attitudes. We don't want to bring some of the stuff that's been a hindrance, that's been a problem in our life into the new season. So what are the things on your list that you want to X off, that you want to X it, right? What are the things that it, that you know, that you know, you know, <laughs> that, you know, it's time to just let it go. That's just the bottom line. You just want to let it go. You just want to release it and say, you know what? I, 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 as much as I, as much as I love this thing, as much as it has given me joy and given me pleasure, it really has not been a blessing to me at the end of the day. You know, it has, it has really caused a lot of strain in my life, a lot of strain in my finances, a lot of strain in my marriage, a lot of strain, you know, a lot of issues and all those things. I really need to let this thing go. Right now, let's be real y'all. Come on now. You know, we go through that purge in every, you know, most part of our life. You know, and especially around this time of year in the summertime, you know, this is the time when we relax, we chill, we enjoy the moment and everything. But as we know, as time slowly approaching for the new season, you know, the new year, the new school year, the new career and all those things, you know that there's some things we really have been thinking about that we don't really want to put a lot of time and energy on. But we know we have to, you know, make some choices and make some decisions prior to starting a new school year or start starting a new business or whatever it is. And so, you know what it is. So, let's start with the attitudes. How about that? Come on now. Let's start with the attitudes. There's some things right now you know that your attitude has not been 100%, you know, um, uh, compatible, (laughs) right? Um, You know how you get. You know how temperamental you can be. You know how annoying you can get sometimes. You know you can be a little bit brash brassy with your words and all those things like that and you know maybe it's time for you to do a major verbal cleanup how about that there when i mean by verbal cleanup you know sisters some of you y'all could cuss like a sailor for real for real and i'm like what it trips me out it really is a turn off for me because i don't understand why you got to do all of that but i know for some it's like oh because it sounds so good it makes the conversation a little bit more appetizing no it don't it just makes it more foul and to me, it, it just discredit who you are as a woman of God, as a woman of grace, as a woman of excellence. And I know that may not fine, you know, I know that I know you may not like what I'm saying, but I don't care at this point. I'm not trying to hurt nobody's feelings, but I mean, come on. I know I'm not the only person that has said something to you on the sidebar and say, yo, sis, you know, come on, you need to tone down with your language because it's a little bit too deep. 
You know, all that cussing ain't necessary. And of course, I know you probably took a person, you had a little attitude, and you probably cussed them out right there on the spot. <laughs> but telling you that you cuss too much, <laughs> right? But you know you do it anyway, right? But I guarantee you, though, at the end of the day, when you home alone and you chilling and relaxing, you reflect on that conversation and you think about it for a minute and you're like, you know what? Yeah, they kind of right, but you really don't want to admit that they're right, right? Because you got your pride and all this other stuff. But I'm telling you, that pride ain't going to do nothing but cause more destruction for you, more on you than anybody else, right? So you know what the issues are with you, and you may have to X that attitude off. You may have to X that cussing off your list, right? Because if you're starting off a new season, a new career, a new job, or whatever it is that you're starting off, you definitely want to start off on the right track. Now, I'm not expecting things to happen overnight because it's not going to happen overnight, but you definitely know that it's a start. And if you are 100% ready to make that change, trust me, God will help you through it. You know, you can't do it on your own. I don't care what nobody says. You could try to do it on your own, (laughs) but as soon as the enemy starts testing you, then he sure will do that, right? You're going to blow your top in a matter of minutes. You're like, see, well, I tried. I tried to be Christian-like and all this stuff. Ain't no try. Either you is or you ain't. <laughs> it's just that simple, right? And if you are, then you know for sure what you do, what you're doing is not godly anyway. So come on now. Come on. Come on. You can't get mad at me for speaking the truth. The truth is the truth, right? And if you know that's something there that you definitely need to X it off your list, then you need to exit off your list, period, right? The next thing we need to be talking about is how we take care of ourselves as, as you know, take care of our bodies and all those things. Listen, ladies, I know how it is for us, for some of us that we want to look our best, we want to feel our best and all those things. I know that some of you have already have started off a new, you know, regimen, eating regimen, all those things. Some of you are doing the keto and all the other stuff and there's more power to you, you know, and everybody's all about that. And then some are doing the vegan life, you know, and that's all good too. I ain't argue with that. It's all good and everything. But for most of us, you know, you know, you're not doing neither nor that, neither one of those things, right? And you know, there's certain foods that, hey, as much as you love it, but it don't love you. (laughs) It really don't love you, right? But, you know, we, we still continue on indulging in our favorite meal or our favorite dessert or our favorite whatever, right? And we know that it's really not helping us, uh, helping us um, internally, you know, and especially if you have already gone to the doctor and the doctor's already explained certain things to you that you are already at the red zone or whatever and you need to watch your blood pressure or you need to, you know, slow down on the sweets or the sugar. You need to drink more water and all those things like that. You already been told what you need to do, but yet it's been a challenge for you, right? And you know that if you don't do what you're supposed to do, there's going to be some consequences, right? And I know for me, I'll be honest with you, I'm a punk when it comes to needles. I'm 50 years old and I'm still acting like I'm five. I'm just being honest with you because I don't want that on me. Now, yeah, I gave birth to two kids and before I was, before I gave birth to them, I had to go through the process of going to the doctor, getting my blood work and all the other stuff. It was not easy, but I got through it by the grace of God, but still I didn't like it. And then talking about get that epidural. Even was a blessing, though. It was truly a blessing. It really, really was a blessing. But still, getting in your spine. (laughs) Come through, come through. And then you got enough to tell me that if I don't get my act together, 
you know, you know, in terms, and I'm not saying me personally, but I'm just saying in general that, you know, the doctor lets you know, like, hey, your blood, your, your, your uh, uh, sugar level is this here. And if you don't watch it, then yeah, you're going to, you know, you're going to be, you know, diabetic and you, you know, have to take these, you take these, um, you know, these shots and all this other stuff or whatever. I ain't the one. I ain't the one. I'm going to go ahead and do my best to, you know, wean away from all the stuff that is not good for my body. I have to learn to X it off. And that's what I started doing. Not because of, you know, me at the verge of being diabetic or anything. No, I'm healthy, thank the Lord. But even with that being said, you know, I still have to be smart in what I put in my body. Because not only does it affect me physically, but it also affects me, you know, emotionally too. Because, you know, I, I, I have a sweet taste. I have a sweet tooth. How about that? I love sweet stuff. And I don't mean I eat everything that's sugary and all that. No, I don't. Um, you know, I like to have a dessert after I have my dinner. Or if I, you know, going, you know, have one of those emotional moments, I just want something that's, you know, something sweet to snack on. <laughs> you know, but thank God I have really purged myself a lot down through the years that now normally I really don't even bother eating certain stuff, especially a lot of the stuff now that is so loaded with you know, those additives and preservatives and all those things. And it don't really taste the same like it used to when I was a teenager. You know, if you think about the little Debbies and stuff like that, the only only little Debbies that I probably would still eat, but I really not really am not like all about it like I used to, is the oatmeal cream ones. Those are the ones I really buy. But I used to love the Swiss rolls. But now the Swiss rolls to me taste way too sugary than it was back in the day. And maybe back in the day it probably was the same. I really don't know. But to me now, it's a little bit too sweet for me to the point that I don't even buy it anymore, right? But any other type of food that I used to enjoy eating, I'm pretty much now a little bit more observant and and you know what it is and what what you know is included in the ingredients and all those things. I'm more cautious now. So now I don't even put that stuff in my system anymore because I know it just doesn't do me any good. It may satisfy you know, my flesh in terms like, oh, I needed this sugar. I needed this because it tastes so good. But after a while, it's going to affect me in a way that it's not going to make me feel 100% happy. You know, it's going to gonna put me down, going to make me tired, make me sleepy. How many of you have experienced that? You had a sugar rush, right? And then after a while, when you sit down for a minute, you just nod off. Okay. And that's not from a, not from a, a, a you know, a having a meal, it's just when you have like a sugary type of snack, whether it's an oatmeal cream pie or whether it's a Swiss roll or whether it's a couple of cookies or whatever, you know, after a while, you just start to drift over. You feel kind of sluggish and tired. And it's really all that sugar that you consumed from that cookie or cookies or whatever it is. Because if you break it down and you see how much sugar content is in those pastries and stuff, it blows your mind. You know, it's like, that's how much sugar is in this one cookie? You might as well just go ahead and pour a bowl of sugar, a pour, pour a box of sugar in a glass and just drink it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not even drink it, but just swallow it. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of turns me off. <laughs> you know? And I was like, oh. So that has me to really start making some major changes in what I eat. And now I really don't eat that stuff at all anymore because it just doesn't help my body and it doesn't make me feel good. 
And I know it's challenging for some people that, you know, you really love certain foods and certain things and whatever. And I get that. But here's the good thing about that, though, guys. You can recreate some of this stuff. You know what I mean? Thank God for, you know, social media. Thank God for these different platforms now that you can actually find out how can you recreate your favorite dessert with with less of with half of that sugar content in your food, you know, because you can control the content of what you put in the ingredients now. So it's not that difficult, you know. It's not the end of the world because especially with people, you know, when they have to go on a major diet or they have to make a major, uh, you know, uh, life changing decision or, or life altering decision when it comes to their food, they think that all their favorite stuff they can't be able to have anymore. But truth be told, you can have it. You know, you just have to be smart with the portions of it and you can, you can, you know, create it yourself. And now you have control as to how much sugar and how much sodium and all these other things, right? That, you know, um, that you need to put in your food and all that stuff like that. So it's just important guys that you definitely need to start Xing off those things that is not helping you anymore especially now that you know we all getting prepared to start off the fall year you know with a strong mindset to be more alert to be more on top of your game and everything you definitely do not need to have these high content you know sugary high sodium type of products or food in your system that's going to make do a major crash you know you know, in your life, right? Because that's going to cause a lot of side effects. It's going to cause a lot of problems in the long haul for you. And you won't be able to be productive and to achieve in your goals, you know, because you, because you so, your body's just so addicted to that, you know, to that sugar, uh, salty food, right? So yeah, that's something there that we definitely need to consider. I know some of you sisters probably have been thinking about that. Some of you may have did a challenge or something during the summer that you like, okay, I'm going to eat all, you know, I'm going to take away all the sugary stuff. I'm just going to focus on fruits and vegetables and this, that, or whatever. And you know what? I guarantee if some of you have done that and y'all been faithful with it, I guarantee you see the difference 100%, right? And then after a while, you just don't hardly miss some of that stuff that you used to eat. You know what I'm saying? And if that's the case, you need to stick with what you've been doing, <laughs> right? Because it makes a huge difference. You have more energy. You you can sleep better. How about that? You sleep better. You won't feel as, you know, as icky or nauseating. You know, your body won't feel any kind of way or whatever, you know. And especially drinking lots of water, guys. Drinking lots of water. Now, I'm not no dietitian or anything or nutritionist or nothing like that. I'm just telling you from my own personal experience. Um, and it's so important that we definitely drink as plenty of water as possible. Instead of focusing on drinking on these sugary drinks, because even with that, you drinking sugar, you know, back in the day, I used to love going to McDonald's when I was a little girl and I used to get my burger and my fries and the vanilla milkshake. Right. And I would drink that thing up along with my sandwich and stuff like that without even a second thought. But baby, let me have a milkshake today. Oh, my goodness. First of all, it's way too sugary. Second of all, it hurts my tummy. I don't even get a chance to even drink halfway through the doggone thing. I, I can't take it. My stomach starts to get irritated. And then that lets me know. It's like, girl, you can't hang with this no more. I don't, you can't try to act like the big dogs no more. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot consume that stuff anymore. As much as I love it, 
it doesn't love me. So I had to stop doing that to myself. Even getting the small, the small cup of, of a vanilla milkshake, I would think that would be okay, but it still didn't work for me. So as I said before, guys, there's just certain things that you used to eat back in the day. Your body's letting you know, and you need to start listening to your bodies, ladies. You need to start doing that. Hello, come on. And you need to just admit and accept that this certain foods are just not meant for you to digest anymore. And you've got to look at it now. They are becoming more, you know, more. you have to be more cautious, I would say, as to what they put on these foods now or what they put in the food nowadays. You really got to be careful now. You know, certain things are just not the way it used to be back in the day. It really, really isn't. And, of course, we are feeding this off to our kids, too, for some of us. It's not everybody, you know, but we still got to be careful of how much, you know, we give to our children as well. Not just us alone, but even to our kids as well. So we definitely got to consider, you know, uh, doing better when it comes to our food intake. Start incorporating the, the fruits and the vegetables and drinking plenty of water and all those things. It's so necessary. And drinking tea. I love drinking herbal tea, especially especially the green tea, because it's so loaded with antioxidants and all those great things. I'm learning to drink, well, I have been drinking my green tea. The other thing that I, you know, used to drink along with my green tea was my um, Maxwell um, International uh, Coffee. And it's this cute, it's in a, a square container and it comes with all different flavors. And the one that I have been drinking for the past several years, longer than that, honestly, is the uh, the vanilla caramel one. Um, and back in the day, you know, I used to drink like three of those, three cups a day. And then I had the creamer, which was the Nestle one, the, the vanilla cream. That was my, that was my go-to right there. And I had to have it sweet because the, 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 the coffee thing itself, the latte is actually a latte kind of thing. It wasn't sweet anyway. Now that you scoop like six cups of that, or six teaspoons, not cups, sorry. <laughs> six teaspoons of that or what have you. But even with that, you know, it, it didn't really help the whole situation. But for me, for my palate, I had to have it sweet. Not sugar sweet, but sweet. That's just it. But man, oh man, I realized that it was affecting me in a way, man, that it was just a little bit too much. And I had to really slow my roll. And, you know, thank God I did. So now I started drinking like at least one cup. I went down from three, then I went down to two cups a day. And then eventually I went down to at least one cup a day. Now I stopped cold turkey. I stopped drinking it. I stopped drinking it. I'll be honest with you, I don't even miss it. It may come across my mind every now and then, but it's not like, oh my God, I want you to go to the store. I need to go to the store. I need to go to the store and get my latte and stuff like that. I don't even miss it. I'll be honest with you. I don't buy it anymore. Um, now, like I said, I focus on my water. I add some lemon juice to it. And if not, I have my green tea. Every once in a while, guys, I may have apple juice or something like that, but that's really rare. Um, most of the time, it's just normally my water and or my green tea and that's all I have now I may every now and then I may go ahead and splurge um and get my strawberry acai from Starbucks that's one of my favorite drinks right there that's the only drink I normally get anyway now I don't I don't do the frappos or none of that stuff anymore because it's just too sweet for me um if not tropical smoothie 
that's a very popular place here in Michigan. I don't know if you guys have tropical smoothie where you guys are located, but it's just a place where they make um not all all their smoothies are all made fresh with the fruits and the vegetables and all that stuff, and you get some nice sandwiches, that whole kind of thing. But the tropical smoothie, I get that too, and I get like the sun sunrise, sunset, you know, and that's really really good. But that I don't get that often anyway. I get that every once in a while. And if I get it, my daughter, she, my oldest daughter, she blesses me every once in a while when she goes there, you know, to treat herself or something like that. But, you know, I just really had decided to make a major change in my life that, you know, I want to live a healthy, prosperous lifestyle. And we can't have that because God promised us a long life. He really did. He promised us in his word. But, you know, we mess it up by, you know, eating all of this stuff that's not good for our bodies. And even though we have been told by our doctors and our dietitian and our nutritionists and our, and our coaches or whoever, you know, not to eat so much. We got to cut down on this or whatever. We've been told that, but yet we are hard-headed for some of us. We still continue to eat certain things that is just not healthy anymore and then we want to know why we got to take these blood pressure pills or why we got to do this why we got to do that whatever and why we're not able to lose the weight and all those things because of that right because of the fact that we don't want to make the changes yeah i know it's hard i get it i get it guys but there comes a time in your life man you start to reflect on the blessings of of life and how grateful you are to see 50 or whatever age you are because you come across other people's situations and stories they are your age or if not younger and if not older that they are going through some serious physical challenges and there are some that die too soon too young and most of them die because of health reasons and it has you putting in a in a position where you just really have to reflect on your life, man. And you just have to think about like, man, what am I doing to my body? What am I doing to myself? You know, my life, I only have this one body. And I keep crying to God, God, I want to live to see 100 plus years old, years of age. I know I, I know I want to see that. That's guaranteed. I know that. I know that because I ain't ready to go nowhere. I ain't ready to go see heaven yet. Mm-mm, nope, got too much work to do. <laughs> right? But I know I got to do my part. See, God promised promised to us that we can have long life. It's already granted to us. But we got to be responsible of what we do with this life, what we do with this body, right? It's all on us. And if we do not take the proper precautions and really, you know, humble ourselves and really get rid of the things that's been a distraction, has been a problem, we may not live to see another year or let alone another five years. You know what I mean? So let's be real about that. Right? Let's be real about that. And it's not even so much about, you know, trying to get back into size 10 or the size 8 or the size 12 that we used to be when we were in our 20s or in our teens or even our 30s for some of us or whatever. It's not even so much about that. Yeah, you want to you want to lose some weight. You want to, you know, uh look well and look good. You just want to be healthy. <laughs> right? And you want to feel healthy every day, right? You want to feel different. You want to be revived and feel new every day. You don't want to wake up the same way you went to bed the night before. You don't want to wake up feeling sluggish and tired, like you didn't even get any sleep. 
And then for some of y'all, you're probably having to get any sleep, right? Right? You know, because even especially those who have gained weight, that compromises your sleep. Sleep apnea. How many of you are familiar with that? Right? There's a lot of people who are, you know, um, who are overweight. They have sleep apnea and they are using the machines to help them breathe better at night. Right? My husband had the same scenario, had the same problem years ago, over 10 plus years ago. And he realized he had to lose some of that weight. Because that was compromising him to sleep at night. You know? And so, you know, there's certain things in your life. And you know what they are, ladies. You know what they are. I can only go by what I'm experiencing. But you know what you are experiencing every single day. You know what's been talked about. You know what has, you know who has been telling you certain things. You know. And you know you have to make some decisions. Because if you don't, this will compromise your health. It's going to compromise your, your, your lifestyle. Right? It's going to do something. And you're going to have to deal with the consequences. Right? So what are the other things, ladies, that you know that's on the list of thoughts, on your thoughts, that you definitely need to X off? Maybe relationships. How about that? Let's talk about relationships for a minute. Because a lot of you are in relationships that really is not healthy for you at all. It's not healthy for, you know, for your heart. It's not healthy for your mind. It's not healthy for you, period. And you've been trying to, you know, you know, contemplating what to do. You've been giving them the benefit of the doubt. You've been, you know, trying to make other people happy. But yet at the same time, you're miserable you know, you're still living in separate quarters in the same house. And I mean, it's just a whole lot of stuff that you've been dealing with for quite some time with those individuals. And you don't want to bring that or carry that over into the new season. You don't want to bring that and carry that over into the fall. You will want to walk into the new season with a whole new attitude, with a whole new perspective, with a whole new vision, right? About your life, about your future, you know, about your relationships. You don't want to carry that same burden, that same pain, that same frustration, you know, anymore. And I know you love the individuals. I know you love your family. I know you love your spouse. I know you love your mom, your dad. I know you love your friends. But if they have not been a blessing to you, meaning that they have not really been encouraging, they have not been supportive, they've really still been stagnant, they still have the same stinking attitude, they still continue to be negative, they still continue to be manipulative, they still continue to be bullish, or whatever it is that's been a, a thorn to your side for the past several weeks, days, weeks, months, and years, then this is the time for you to start making some serious decision. This is the time for you to start exiting, exiting all of that. It's time to remove it. It's time to release it. It's time to let it go. And I know it's hard for us to let things go. That really means so much to us. But if you can't let it go, you just won't grow. How about that? If you can't let it go, then you're not going to grow. Right, but a lot of us expect us expect things to grow for us, even though we're still in a toxic relationship with people. Right, it's still not going to go any. It's not going to go any further than what it is because your your emotion state, your emotional state, is compromised because you're not able to give one hundred percent to what your responsibilities are. What God needs you to do, you got to be 100% focused. You got to be 100% ready. You know, if you're dealing with someone in your life that's been nothing but, you know, a 
you know, just been a drainage to you. They've just been draining your joy, your peace, your happiness. And, you know, whether they've been doing anything or have not been doing anything positive, you know, it's still a drainage to you. It's still a problem to you. How are you going to be effective when it comes to, you know, your career, when it comes to your job, when it comes to your ministry, when it comes to your kids? How? A lot of you have been going through this same cycle for God knows how many months, years, for God, I don't even, for how many years, how long has it been? And yet you still expecting a different results and it's not going to happen. And especially if that person is not willing to make any changes for themselves, for the benefit of the relationship, for the benefit of the household, for the benefit of the, for the, the children or whatever it is, they're not going to, they're not willing to make a God change. Yeah. It's time to X it. X them off. It's time to move on. It's time to move on. You have this one life, you have this opportunity, and you don't want nothing to compromise that. If it has to come to this point to just separate yourself from the individuals that is causing too much pain and disorder, and they just continue to be toxic with their behavior and their words, oh my God, it's time to exit. It's time to let them go. You got to start learning how to love yourself. You got to start because here's the thing. You have given your time and your energy and you have, you just been sitting there just hoping for something to change and it's not going to change anytime soon for you because the person is comfortable of being miserable anyway, right? That's their blanket. <laughs> you know, it's sad to say, but it's the truth. They're not willing to be naked. They're not willing to expose. They're not willing to release it, right? Even though, even though for most of them, they know what they're doing is causing so much disorder, but they're being so selfish at this point that they really don't care how it affects you. It's all about them. That's selfishness. They're being selfish, period. And they are not being sympathetic and understanding. They're not listening to you. No matter how many times you go to them and beg and plead and cry or whatever, they ain't listening to you, boo. Because if that's the case, things would have been so much different. So much different. But you see now, you see that they still continue to carry the same garbage, the same attitude, the same nonsense, the same foolishness. They still want to do what they want to do. They still want to act the way they want to act. Even if you do say something in a nice way, if you're still trying to tell them, they still want to look at you like you're crazy. They still going to have something negative to say. You know, and all that. I, you don't got time for that. You don't have time for that. Especially, you know, that within the next several weeks from now, that God is, has blessed you with a new opportunity or you start up with a clean slate at this job or at this school or whatever it is, you don't have time for anything to distract you or compromise your purpose or, you know, getting you to reach your destiny. You don't have time for that. So what you got to do, you got to exit. You got to let it go. Ladies, you got to let go of that homie. You got to let go of that man. You got to let him go, boo. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's your husband. You're going to have to let him go. You're going to have to separate yourself until this brother get it together. If he still ain't willing to get it together, well, you know what the next step is. But you don't have time to continue to waste your life trying to get this brother to get it together. And especially if he's not willing to do it. If he's not willing to do it, then you know what? Fine. You stay stuck and you stay stagnant. You stay miserable. You stay all there by yourself. But I am not going to be a part of that. 
I'm not going to be. There's purpose for me. There's a destiny for me out there. There's opportunities for me. And I'm not going to allow you or this issue or this drama or this attitude or whatever you got going on in your life to compromise what God has for me. Just because I'm married to you does not mean I have to participate in your ignorance or in your darkness or in your misery. I ain't the one, partner. I ain't the one. Now, it's unfortunate that a lot of marriages are like that today. It really, really is. But at some point, you're just going to have to say either we work it through or we just work it separately. How about that, dear? Right? Because you just don't have time to play games. You don't have time anymore. You're going to have to make a decision. It's not going to be an easy decision. Anything in life that you are attracted to or that you, that you are latched to in a sense that you've been committed to for such a long time and it's time to make some hardcore decisions is not going to be easy for anybody. But you know that it is the best decision because it's a, it's a life and death situation. Not just a physical death, but it's a death in terms of, you know, your future. What's out there for you? You need to be 100%, you know, you know physically and mentally ready to conquer what is you know, what's available for you in the next month or so in the near future. So you don't have time to carry all this weight, man. You ain't got time to carry all of this. And that's the next thing we're going to talk about, carrying all the cares of the world. That's one thing right there that Jesus said that we have to learn how to do. We need to cast all our anxieties, all our issues, our bitterness, our worries, our fears, our discouragement, we need to cast it all to him. But a lot of times, sisters, let's keep it real. We don't. We don't cast it all to him. We give him some. <laughs> like we give him 10%, like 10%, and like we're doing tithing. <laughs> we give it 10% of our issues, but we carry the 90%. That still don't help the situation, boo. That don't help nothing. And when we get really deep in trouble, oh, then that's what we call on God for helping us. Like, God, please help me, God. Get me out of, get me out of this. Get... No, that doesn't work that way. He knows that physically our bodies cannot handle the stress of this world. It's going to kill us. In, in due time, it's going to eventually kill us. And I know a lot of you are, you know I'm speaking truth because there's a lot of people that you know that are dead today. That's in the grave because they, their hearts couldn't carry too much. It was just overwhelming for a lot of people nowadays. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing going on now with you. And here you are in your 30s and your 40s and you tripping. You carrying all the weight of the world. You carrying the weight of your household, the weight of your children, the weight of your spouse, your marriage, the weight of your mom and your dad, your cousin, your nephew, even cousins that you haven't seen in God knows five plus years and you carrying their weight because you talked to them on the phone one time and they just went on and tell you all about their troubles. And you just all up you know, being a little basket and they just pouring all the issues in your basket. And now you carrying all this weight, all of this drama, all of this frustration, not including yours. Wow. Yeah, we got to make some changes today. You got to make some decisions now, whether or not you're going to carry that garbage with you in the next season of your life or the next chapter of your life, or you're just going to get rid of it. You're going to have to learn to not care. You're going to have to learn to not care anymore. And I mean not care like you just don't care, care. You know, like, I don't care, I don't care. No, you care, but you don't care, right? 
Because you know what? It's not your responsibility. It's not your responsibility to care for somebody else's drama. It really isn't, boo. I don't care how close you are with them. They're grown just like you. They make decisions like you make decisions. They make bad choices like you made bad choices. So they got to deal with the consequences like you have to deal with your consequences. Okay? So, you know, you got to let them know, I love you, sis. I love you, bro. I love you, auntie. I love you, honey. I love you, mommy. I love you, daddy. But I am not going to be your carrying case. Mm-mm. Nope. Sorry. Uh-uh. This is an exit right today. I'm sorry. My, my director, I have a director in my Mary Kay business. My director, she was such a blessing to me. She said, girl, listen, I had to exit my family. I had to ask them off my off my family because, you know, every time something went down in their family, they always looked up to her to be the one to handle everything. And yeah, she used to do that, but then she had to make a hardcore decision to release that, to release them out of her life. Not saying that she didn't want to have anything to do with them ever again. That's not what she's saying, but she's not going to be the carrying case of their burdens. She's not going to do that anymore because she has a life herself. She has a business she has to run. She's trying to set goals. She's trying to make it to the next level. She has people she needs to mentor to get to the, to the leadership status. She's trying to do a whole lot and she don't have time to be carrying somebody else's issues. And she's not the one that contributed to the issues. You see what I'm saying? So there's a lot of you sisters out there. You got some things going on in your life. And you want to accomplish those dreams. You got goals, you got visions, and you got ideas and all of that. And you want to be able to accomplish them at a certain time. But you can't if you're going to carry your mama's burdens, carry your daddy's problems, carry your sister's issues and all of that. And then trying to, you know, be successful on your end. Because as soon as you try to focus on doing something for you, here come your mama, here come your sister calling you, somebody got in trouble, or somebody needs $500, and knowing that you're doing successfully well in your own, li- in your own life, oh, they look at you like you the, you, you chase of America. You know, you, you the bank. Like, girl, come on, girl, you know, can you help your mom out? Can you help your sis out? Can you help your cuz out? And then when you say you can, they think you too cute. They think you bougie. They think, oh, 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 now that you got to the next level in your career status, now you think you all that. Now, what? Oh, you kidding me? (laughs) Wow. And it's still happening to this day, y'all. It's still happening to this day. And they just want to go ahead and put all the blame on you. But really, it's all on them because they did not do their part. And they mad at themselves, but they just want to go ahead and blame you, right? Because you were the easy ticket. And yeah, once upon a time, you did give them a couple of hundred dollars or whatever the case may be. But now you have made up in your mind, I'm not doing this no more. Now they look at you like you, like, oh, she thinks she all that. She thinks she bougie. She thinks she better than us. She And that is so not the truth. But if they want to go ahead and, and assume that lie, then you go ahead and assume that lie because I know my truth and my truth is set, has already set me free. And I know in this conversation, the truth going to be set. It's going to be okay. It's going to be just fine because I'm not even going to dwell in that, right? Because they want you to start feeling guilty when they say stupid stuff like that. 
And some of us, you know, we fall prey on that. And we're like, look, fine, here, I give it to you. All right. Okay. You know, whatever. You know what I mean? And that doesn't help the situation at all. Because, see, they just manipulated you. And that's, that, that is so not cool. You got family members that's going to manipulate or twist the story just to make you feel bad and make you feel miserable and sad and all this stuff. Don't do that. Don't fall for that trickery. Because that's nothing but a witchcraft mindset. I'm just being real with you. It's a witchcraft mindset, and that's demonic. I'm just keeping on a real. Listen, y'all don't want to hear the truth, but you know me. I'm all about truth. I'm telling you the truth. That's what's going on. If that's what you've been dealing with for the past several years of your life with your family member, boo, wake up. Hello. That's exactly what they've been doing. They've been bamboozling you for the past several years, witchcraft and all, manipulating, tricking you to making you feel bad. Now, when you need something, tell me, do they give you 100%? I guarantee you they don't because they're going to come up with excuses after excuse after excuse talking about, well, I can't do this. Well, I don't have the money, sis, because I had to spend $300 for the phone bill and this, that, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I can't do this because I, I, I got kids, you know, I got to take care of my household too, blah, 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 blah. But when they are down and out, whoo, they crying on the phone, girl. My life is about to go up. Can you help me out because I got so much going on? You're going to go ahead and give it to them. Even though you got issues going on, on your end, your husband may not be feeling good or your baby girl just had to come from the doctor or something like that and you had an unexpected bill coming up or whatever and you had to pay $300 out of your account and now your cousin, your sister, whoever want to call about, I need $300 and this, that, whatever. Ah, come through. Listen, that's something you definitely got to put an X across. You know, you remember back in the day when you was in school and your teacher, you know, you gave the teacher your homework or you gave the teacher your test. And then when you get your test back, they put a big old X or put a put an X next to the answer that you got wrong. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to put that big old X, <laughs> you know, on the on their name or whatever. Say, nope, not again, ever. No, you have to do that. You still love them. But you guys, to release that, you got to let it go. Because if you don't, you're going to go right down the pit with them as well. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be unhappy, right? And you're going to start, really start getting bitter towards them. Because you start counting the days, the months, the years of how many times you had to rescue them from you know, getting evicted or losing their lights or losing their car or whatever. But when it was time for you, when you needed your family or you needed someone to help you through some dark moments of your life, they're ghosts or they don't have the money or they, you know, they, you know, they're not willing to do it at this point. Ain't that something? Yeah. If this is something that you've been experiencing for the past several weeks, months, or years, baby girl, yeah, it's time to exit. It's time to release it. It's time to let it go. Period. So these are the things I wanted to share with you, my beautiful sisters. Yeah, it's time to X it. It's time to get rid of it. It's time to let it go. Because now you are entering into, soon to enter into a new season come next month. A new fall season. 
And you know, when you start off new, everything is, you know, started with a new school year, you started with a new job or whatever it is, or you continue with that job, but yet, you know, there's some new ideas, there's some new plans, you know, because you know, when you, when you at your job, you know, you have your supervisor and stuff and they have some new ideas that the that corporate had brought to their attention and they want to be able to share with the whole entire, um, you know, uh, group of people at the job, you know, so there's some new things, you know, that they definitely need your undivided attention. They need your, your 100% support and you don't have the time, right. To mess that up because you're not 100% focused or you're not 100% there you know, because you had a fight with your husband or you had an argument with your sister or, you know, you, 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 you're feeling fatigue, you're feeling tired, feeling sludge, sludgy, slouchy and all this other stuff because you didn't, you know, you ate too much or you ate the wrong food or whatever it is. You know what you've been doing that's been causing a lot of grief, a lot of distraction, a lot of pain, a lot of, you know, a lot of uncomfortness. So why would you want to bring that into the new season of your life? You've done it too many times. Sis, it's time to make a major change. Change ain't easy, but it is so necessary. I have said that so many times. It ain't easy, but it is necessary. And you know the outcome of it. You know things will be much better for you. You have seen it through other people in your life. They made a life-altering change. And it was kind of shocking for some, but at the same time, people were like, yeah, I kind of expected it. And then you see that they have really fought through and you see the results of that change, of that decision. And they look good. They feel good. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, wow, I love their stamina. I love their endurance. And they come to tell you the truth. It wasn't easy. Yeah, they may have cheated a couple of times, but they got right back on that thing and they were even more determined than ever. From that one, once or twice mistake, right? So yeah, you may make a mistake every now and then. You may fall back a couple of times, but you know what? You get right back on that thing and you keep going no matter what. But you know for sure you are not going to continue with the same craziness all over again. You're not going to go through this no more. Life is so precious. Life is so short. And God wants us to have a prosperous, healthy, long life. He's promised us that. But it's not going to be guaranteed for us if we continue to keep the same bad behaviors in our life. Because it will shortchange us. It will cut us off real quick. So we need to do something. We need to start, you know, really maturing in our life and start exiting off the things that is just not going to bless us or help us in the long run. So my beautiful sisters, I hope this blessed you. I hope this encouraged you. I hope this inspired you. I hope this came right on time for a few of you. Maybe you have been pondering on some things, making some life changing decisions or whatever. And, you know, you just wasn't quite sure if you want to make that move or not. But maybe since you heard me today, maybe this was confirmation for you to just go ahead and do it. Bite the bullet and make it happen. You're not going to please everybody. And let me tell you something. You're not going to have a lot of people to support your decision. But you're not here to make friends. Come on now. You're not here to make friends. All right? You're here to save your life. You you are here to to enjoy your life more abundantly. (laughs) Right? With no cares in the world. Not just your cares, but cares of other people. You want to truly 
enjoy the beauty of life 100%, right? Without the cares of anybody else's drama. Mm-hmm. Whether you're doing it with your husband or you're doing without him. Whether you're doing with your family or you're doing without them, it doesn't matter. But it's all about loving you. It's all about taking care of you because you only have one life to live and you got this one body to live in. So you better make some decisions, baby, and start exiting off what is not going to help you and it's not going to produce goodness in your life. So we're going to close with a prayer and I, I hope that you will take this episode and just go ahead and bless other sisters let them know about this particular podcast resilience is my beauty this is all for all the sisters out there because i have to you know constantly remind our beautiful sisters that you know what no matter what you're going through you are still resilient because if you look back over your life there's a couple of things a few things that you encountered that you didn't think you were going to survive or make it and here you are some years later you survived you made it you even more stronger than before that's a resilient powerful, strong, beautiful, confident woman. That's you. So God, I want to say thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this platform that I could be able to connect with my beautiful sister today. I hope that those who are listening, that they are truly have been blessed and been inspired and encouraged to start making an exit list of things that you, that you know that is not healthy for them, whether it's physical or whether it's emotional. And God, it's time for us to really start growing up and really start making some decisions. We know it's not easy and you know it's not easy for us. And that's why you want us, uh, you want us to, be, to be connected to you so you can help us through those challenges. Because yes, it will be a challenge, but we can definitely win over those challenges. Yes, we're not going to be uh, you know, really friendly to people when we come to making our decisions to people. We know we're going to have people that's going to treat us in a different different way, but that's okay because you know what, God? We realize that we have this life to live and we want to live it more abundantly and we definitely want to live a long, healthy, prosperous life. And if that means we have to sacrifice those relationships, you know, just for the sake of peace in our life, joy in our life, then so be, (laughs) so be. But thank you, God, for giving us this opportunity that we can really learn from one another and we can learn to support one another. And we can be able to share this good news to other sisters out there and just remind them that, you know what, you are not alone. But here's someone that I know that can truly help you and bless you and remind you of just how resilient and powerful and beautiful and strong you really, really are. I pray, God, that these individuals that are listening to the sound of my voice, that they definitely will go ahead and bless other sisters and have them be a part of this movement, to be a part of this Resilience is My Beauty movement, so that they know that there's a place that they can truly, you know, enjoy and understand that they're not the only ones that's going through some challenges. They're not the only ones that's going through some pain. They're not the only one that's going through some difficulties, that they will know that there's somebody has been going through what they're going through, but yet they have survived it. And if they can survive it, you know, they can do too. So we thank you, God, for this. We thank you, God, for fellowship. We thank you, God, for just this just this moment of being together and realizing how special and how valuable we really, really are because you remind us of that every single day when you wake us up in the morning. We are valuable. We are precious. We are beautiful in your sight. And we want to say thank you for this opportunity and thank you for your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Hey, 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 everybody. How are you today? This is yours truly, Tawanta J. Welcome to Resilience is My Beauty. I hope everyone is doing very, very, very well. I want you all to come on in. Hope you uh, had a successful day. Come on in and um, grab yourself something cool to drink. Or if not, grab you something warm to drink. It is a little cool today where I am at this point. But other than that, just come on in and relax and take a deep breath. And exhale slow. Hey, hey, what's going on, everyone? It's so good to be here, y'all. I miss you guys. I'm just going to get straight to the point. Um, I'm going to title this episode, When Life Throws You Stones. When Life Throws You Stones. So, as you know, this is August, and of course, August is back to school month, and, um, most of you have probably already started school in your communities and your neighborhoods, right? Um, you know, your kids are, you know, excited and everything. Well, most of them are. <laughs> and even some of the parents, you know, because now they're out your house. <laughs> um, but yeah, of course you have the bigger kids and uh, not talking about those who are in high school, but, you know, those who are... Um, going to college or have already gone to um, college. Some are continuing further in their education. Some are just starting out as brand new and or uh, transfer students. Um, but yeah, everybody is doing something, right? They're getting this stuff prepped and ready for this new season. For me on this end, I have been sharing with you guys about, you know, my daughters um, and uh, where they are right now in their education. And with my youngest daughter, you know, um, she's already, you know, um, got herself situated where she has got her ID, she got her locker, got her books and everything. So she's set to go. And she's officially a high school student, a ninth grade at that. Um, my oldest daughter, where I had mentioned to you guys about um, her achievements and where she has decided to go to college. Um, and that, does, you know, she's really been excited about going out of state and in particular, particularly going to an HBCU. Um, and that's something that she has been wanting to do for, for quite some time. So of course, you know, through the course of this whole entire year, um, you know, been prepping and planning for the most part, you know, um, you know, she's been doing a lot on her end, of course, you know, while still in high school at that time, you know, applying for colleges and um, filling out the applications and, you know, doing what she needed to do just to, you know, get people to recognize her, to to notice her, I would say. Um, and, um, you know, there was a few schools that did immediately responded back and, of course, 
you know, welcomed her into um, that school and offer her, you know, a little bit of um, money, <laughs> not a whole lot, but it was something. And there was other schools that she did apply to that, you know, she definitely was looking forward to, you know, being a part of that, you know, that school, building a legacy and all those things like that. Um, but of course, you know, they denied her. They didn't, you know, they didn't, um, they didn't want her basically not saying not saying in the cruel way but that's just basically what it came came down to be um and there were schools that she also did apply for that you know that she did get accepted to and um and she make you know had to decide of what she or where she wanted to go there was one school in particular that she did have an eye on for quite a while, but unfortunately the communication on their end was really, really um, not great or no professional. I mean, with the exception of maybe a couple of people that did connect with her, which was amazing. But at the end of the day, it still was the same situation, no response. And, you know, she was very diligent and very consistent in connecting and trying to get some type of help and support, but it didn't come, it didn't come as expected, you know, as she had hoped. So she moved on, of course, and she looked elsewhere. And where she looked, again, as I said, she applied but got denied. And, you know, it kind of like, it, it, it did hurt her feelings in a sense because this was school that she was looking at and hoping that she would be a part of that, but it didn't happen. And that's to be expected. But um, this one particular school, she definitely looked at and she was 100% certain um, and sure that, that this is where she needed to be. This is where she wanted to go um, and it fit what she wanted to pursue and um, where she wants to, uh, you know, double major in music and theater. She doesn't have a minor as of right now and that's okay. But this school in particular... Um, is where she basically, you know, said, yeah, this is it. This is where I want to go. They have a strong program in both areas. And she definitely want to, you know, participate and learn and all those things. And um, from the time that she said that this is where she wanted to go, that's where the challenges started to take place. And, you know, we kept pursuing and kept going. Um, for this particular institution, you know, they wanted an advance fee, uh, an advancement fee, in other words, and something that I have not even came across down through the years when I was in college, you know, but hey, that's over 30 some years ago. So of course, I know a lot has changed down through the years. But I have been told that most schools do request an advancement fee, very little amount, and then some are a little bit more than to be expected and where this particular school of course did request $600 and at the time we didn't have that money um so of course I went on you know on social media you know I normally go on live sometimes sometimes and um I, I'm not like major popular or anything like that but when I do go on live I do have those supporters and that come and are encouraged and inspired or and blessed hopefully <laughs> you know what I put out there but I went on there you know um vulnerable and very straightforward cutthroat and you know and just told him the situation and I needed 
you know, help. My daughter needed help more than anything than me. Um, and yes, yeah, some, some of my peers, my former college friends, you know, some did come through and to this day, I'm very, very grateful and I appreciate what they have contribute, you know, in helping, um, my daughter to, you know, get that, uh, advancement fee taken care of. And it took a minute. It didn't happen overnight. It took a while. Um, and even though she was working, all those things like that, you know, um, yet that was still quite a chunk of money that, you know, she wasn't really feeling comfortable of releasing because there was other things that she needed to take care of in terms of, you know, senior fees and stuff like that. And, you know, she was starting to really experience real life. <laughs> um, not saying that, you know, she was like totally bummed out or anything like that, but she just saw that, wow, you know, life is not as what she expected, you know, or what have you, but she still, you know, continued to take care of what she needed to take care of on her end. And she did it as best as she possibly could have done. But of course, you know, I needed to do my part and which is automatic as a mom. And that was to just, you know, be that sponsor for her and to, you know, plead uh, my case or her case for that matter in regards to needed some additional funds to, you know, to um, so she can move forward. So, of course, you know, eventually it did happen where a little at a time people came and, you know, and contributed to supporting her through her cash app or and or PayPal and, you know, it, the money started coming slowly but surely. And then eventually she was able to go ahead and, um, you know, pay for that 600 advancement fee. And from that point on, she was able to, um, you know, find out where she was going to be housed on campus. And in addition to that, she, you know, also found out who her roommate uh, was going to be at that time. And then she was um, starting, you know, f you know, filling out her schedule and all those things, you know, um, getting classes and all those things. But then the next stone that came and that was the tuition. And of course, you know, we are fully aware of the cost and all of those things like that. Um, there's one thing I was so hoping not to, not to happen and that I didn't want her to experience was loans. And any of you, um, whoever, you know, went to college or grad school, or you probably are paying that off to this day. Maybe a few of you have, don't have to deal with that anymore. You were blessed and fortunate where you had very little to none to pay back, but there's the majority of us are still paying that thing off right now. And it's been 20 some plus years since you've been in school. Um, but I was just hoping that that would not be the case for her where she had to apply for loans and all of those things. Um, and yeah, granted, you know, I was on her case throughout the whole entire senior year, um, telling her that she need to be consistent to contact the school and connect with her counselors and all those things. And she did just that. But of course, 
you know, the ball on the courts of those individuals that she did contact or try to call, they never played back. <laughs> you know, she will always get the same thing. Nobody picks up the phone or nobody is available or you leave messages. And she did. And if she did get a voice, they would transfer her to someone else that may be able to give her the answers that she needed. And it was just pretty much like the run around, you know, some things she was able to take care of easily online and that stuff was kind of minimal minimal um but when it came to that financial aid when it came to the understanding of the cost and all those things and even just the the process of getting the financial aid activated you know that was the challenge and yeah i as i would say there's a lot there's a lot going on um in my life in my personal life. I'm not going to go into de- details about it, but in 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 due time I will. But I will say that a lot has been going on. And um and that's why, you know, I'm calling this when life throws stones, throw you stones because if you ever been hit with a pebble before, if you ever been hit with something hard, you know, it doesn't feel good. It, 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 it leaves a mark. It leaves, you know, um, you know, pain, you know, and all those things. And it's just one after the other. You would think that after that first blow that you survive or you can breathe, but then you hit with another blow and then it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And you think through all of the, through all of this, that you're dealing with it, that you're the only one that is going through this. But truth be told, (laughs) there's multiple people who are going through this and then some far worse than where you are right now. And I try to, you know, stay as positive, mostly for her than anything, you know, because, you know, she's young you know, she's experienced a lot that I experienced in this household for a long, long time. And a teenager, man, they go through a lot. A lot of times we as adults, as parents, we totally ignore the signs of what our teenagers are really going through. You know, if they are more quiet than they normally are, you know, they are going through something. They are dealing with something. They're pondering some thoughts in their minds. And you may go ahead and ask them questions. And, of course, they're going to respond and say nothing. Oh, I'm okay. I'm fine. And then some might be bold and say, just leave me alone. (laughs) But you know that the behavior or the response is not your child. You know that something is going on. And you may get to, you try your best to get to the nitty gritty of it. You may get a little bit more stern with your response or whatever, just to get them to break and to really express what's really going on in their minds and their hearts. And sometimes it may work and most times it doesn't. It just pretty much retract them from even to be vulnerable to you because you came in a very strong way that really is not cool for the most part but you know teenagers go through a lot and they try their best to 
they try to figure it out, you know, and they can only do but so much because they are not prepared on how to deal with certain things. I try my best to be as um, as honest um, to my daughters because I know for sure that those around them in their lives, they're not going to be as honest. They're going to give them half truth or they're just not going to tell them the truth at all. You know, um, but I try my best based from my personal experience in life and as a student, as an administrator and all those things, you know, I give them the hardcore truth about college, about high school, about being a teenager, being a girl, being, you know, growing to a young woman and all these things, um, because it's my responsibility to do that. And I try my best to stay um, in their face, <laughs> but not in the point where I, you know, smother them in the sense where I'm always constantly badgering them or whatever, because that's not how I operate. But they know that I'm direct and they know that I'm there, right there, um, through the thick and through the thin. And whether it's good or whether it's bad or whether it's ugly, whether it's their fault, whether it's someone else's fault, whether it's my fault, whatever, I'm still there. Um, but through this um, process, through this challenge, if you will, there's been some things that has been happening, um, in particular um, with her and her education and um her pursuing forward into going to the school that she desired to go to. Um, at this point, you know, I don't know what is going to happen because financially wise, there is any, there isn't any money, um, to, uh, get her forward to, to school. We have connected with, those individuals that work in the financial aid and we have already taken care of the steps that is required of us as parents to do fill out the forms and all those things and whatnot and even on my daughter's end she applied for you know some loans that she was eligible for and yes she did receive a few bit of um, you know she did receive some money or what have you and that kind of helped cut down the cost but yet, still, the balance is just as great. And this is the time now where we should be heading out to the school um, and preparing her to get admitted into her dorm, her signed room, and all those things, and, you know, just get her in. Um, but that is not the case at this time. And even though we still have a little bit of time in terms of traveling to get her there, yet um, it's still not looking um, as as positive as it should. Now, of course, this is not something totally um, unexpected. This is something that has been in the air for quite a while, I would say. Um, me on my end, I've been very positive, still saying to her that you are going to the school, you are going to the school, you know, 
um, God has brought you, you know, this far and he's not leaving you like this, you know, I mean, we had breakthroughs and, you know, people have come and, you know, and contribute and support and not just always with the money, you know, those came through with word of mouth, you know, um, um, even through texting and emailing and all of those things. And that's a blessing in itself, you know? Um, so I know that based on what has transpired that, you know, that it, it looks positive, right? But of course, there's always that that negative and that's when the stone comes in the stones it starts falling and you deal with the negative and you continue to deal with the same argument the talk you know the same problems and um it's hard it's hard and it's even hard to see your daughter dreams start to you know start to fall when she tends to give up, you know. Now, y'all guys know me. I'm very transparent. I don't leave anything behind. I speak my truth. Because I know that what I'm experiencing somebody else is experiencing it. It may not be the exact scenario, but they're experiencing some stones right now that's falling in their life. And even though you try to stay positive, even though you try to stay uplifted, even though you pray, and even though, you know, you know that God got you. And you know he got the situation. But yet those stones keep falling. And especially when it affects your child or anyone that, you know, that you love more than anything in this world. And you see that their dreams and their hopes are being crushed because there is no money. There is no funds or whatever it is that can um, move you forward. You know, you just see that they just want to give up. And you try to be strong. You try to, you know, be as, um, just be as positive, as I said, to them and just encourage them that even though this is happening, that doesn't mean that it's going to continue to happen, that you just have to stay strong. You don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your hope. But you keep believing that you are going to go to college. It is going to happen for you. And it's so easy to say that. It's so easy to stay positive. It's so easy to stay motivated and encouraging others and all of that. Especially if, especially if it's someone that you're related to or someone that you've known for years. It's so easy to say that, you know, and and you and of course not saying you saying it just to be saying it. You saying it because you do care for that person and you want them to be encouraged. But when it really does hit home, and and it's and it and it 
affects you because that person is very, very attached to you. And you've done everything you could do. You know, you wonder what more is to do. So at this point, um, I really don't know what to say or do. What I have been doing, I would say this much. Let me correct myself. What I have been doing, and I have been doing this all along, is really praying about the whole situation. I have cast it all to God's hand. I really have. I have done it all what I'm supposed to do. And I try to stay as motivated, as positive and uplifting and, you know, as much as possible. You know, even when the days are calm, even when days are, you know, good, you know, whatever, I still maintain the same momentum, the the same positive attitude, you know, um, you know. When she needs to go out to shop for more additional things prior to traveling to, um, to the to the college, you know, I take her. Like yesterday, we went out to get some things that she needed, and we kept going, you know, because in spite of these stones that are falling in our lives, we're still pursuing. We're still pursuing. But let me tell you something, y'all. Even though we still try to stay uplifted, and we still try to stay encouraged, and we still try to pursue. But guess what? The enemy is still doing the same thing too. He's still trying to pursue. He's still trying to find a way to destroy, you know, your dreams and to crush it and to kill it, to take it away. Um, and it's not easy. It doesn't feel good. And I don't care what nobody say. I don't care how long you've been deep in your faith and how long you've been in church all your life and all those things. But you can count some incidents in your life where Lord have mercy you didn't know if he was going to make it man and it's it, it doesn't feel good at all but you still keep pushing you still keep going and I have to keep telling my daughter that you know So at this point right now, as I said before, even though we have done all that we could do on this end and, um, you know, contact those who are in charge in student affairs and, you know, financial aid or whatever. um, And we thank God for those individuals because honestly, you know, some people that works in those departments, who Lord Jesus, they could be very cutthroat and very callous sometimes and that's just real talk I don't care what school it is it don't always have to be an HBCU but (laughs) it doesn't matter you you will come across those type of persons especially when it comes um, in the financial aid department Um, but on the flip side of that you know you will come across people who are very very compassionate very detailed Um, they you know very patient with you and they will give you additional information that 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 the people you talked previously did not give you or would not let's put it that way you know so of course the people that we have connected and talked to or that particularly my husband have talked to you know I'm very grateful for them because they didn't have to give us the information and honestly they didn't have to give us the um the information that we needed to fill out on our end even though the deadline had already expired 
So in terms of the financial aid, the paperwork and all those things, you know, even though the date had already had passed, yet they were still willing to give us the information, you know, um, via FedEx and all those things that we can take care of it on our end in a speedy, you know, manner. But yet there was still some things that they had to do on their end. And, of course, on our end, we had to do our part, which we have been doing. Um, But at the end of the day, it still comes down to the money. Where are we going to get this additional funds from? And not just for this semester, but coming up for the next semester. Where are we going to get the means to take you know to pay for her uh her stay there for her to you know get her education um there's so much that i there's so much that's going on like i said before and i'm not trying to be a bearer of bad news or anything like that but this is life and i know that there are people who are going through some mm, going through some stuff man and but yet we try to you know put that mask on and pretend that everything is all glorious and beautiful and this that or whatever but sometimes you know what even that mask becomes too weighted sometimes you just don't want to put the mask on sometimes you just want to show your rawness and show the pain and the disgust and the disappointment and you just don't care sometimes you know and I get it you just don't care because you've been carrying this weight. You've been carrying this pain and frustration for a long, long time. And that's when I was saying before that I learned to start casting all of that in God's hands. And I know some people just, you know, they like, yeah, I cast it, but still... The issue still doesn't change and this, that, or whatever. Yeah, from the physical view, it doesn't. But I know in spiritual, yes. In the spiritual realm, yes. Things are working on in our favor. I truly believe that God is still fighting the battles for us. I'm just learning how to stay calm while he's fighting the battles. While we are still facing with, you know, with this issue. Along with other things as well. That is also very, very serious. And, yeah, I admit, it is scary. It is scary. And um, you sometimes wonder what is next. What what more can I deal with? What, what, what other blow that's going to come? <laughs> you know, these stones that are falling, man, it, 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 it's, it doesn't feel good. It hurts like hell. It does. Um, and yeah, there are times that, yeah, you will cry. There's times that you will scream. There's time that you will, (sighs) yeah, there's time you will cuss. There will be time that you will do something, you know, as long as you don't act upon that anger, that frustration and do something that is totally crazy, of course, but yes, Emotionally wise, yeah, you will go through those, you know, those emotions. And, um, but once you have released all of that, what's next? 
How do you cover yourself from all of these stones? How do you how do you how do you deal with this? How do you deal with one thing after the next? Y'all remember back in the day, um, your auntie or your mama used to say, when it rains, it pours, child. Child, yes. When it rains, it pours. And boy, when it pours, it becomes a flood. And when it becomes a flood and you in that flood, you feel like drowning. <laughs> you trying to stay above water, right? And that's pretty much the case on my end. And, um, but I still, in spite of how I feel emotionally, because I keep it real with you ladies. I keep it real with you before I even came on here. Yeah, I bawled out, man. I shed my tears, man. I was talking to my daughter and, you know, I apologized to her. Because I felt as though that I really didn't give my 100% to her as I should have. I was on her, you know, you know, coaching her and, you know, feeding her the nuggets. But even then, I was not consistent in really pushing her as I should have. Or, you know, doing my part in terms of really digging deeper and finding out additional um scholarships and reward money um, as well because of course you know I have my own issues and dealing with a whole lot of other mess <laughs> you know that pretty much has weighted me down and distracted me and put me in a position where I just became numb and a lot of us women a lot of us are numb because we have tolerated and dealt with so much for such a long time that after a while, <laughs> you become numb. You know, you, you don't have any type of feeling. Now, that's not good. Okay, I'm not, I'm not applauding that or what have you. Because that's, that's dangerous. It really, really is. And if you are in that situation where you you know, are really non-responsive or you just numb, you know, that's where you're really going to have to decide to get professional assistance or get someone that you can talk to, that you can confide in. First and foremost, definitely talk to God because he is the one that truly can help you through and even through helping you through other resources of people. But he is the one that can give you strength when you don't have any strength left. He's the one that can fill up, you, you know, fill you up with his joy, even when you don't feel like smiling, <laughs> or even when you're not at peace. You know, his peace surpasses all understanding, and that is just a fact. But even through, but even through that process, even when you are in that mature spiritual maturity level in your life, again, yet those stones still fall and yet you still feel the pain because Jesus said in his word that you will have trials and tribulations but fear not he has overcome the world and we have to learn to 
you know, um, give him those challenges, those trials and those tribulations. Yes, in the physical sense, we can only do but so much. We can only go so far with our physical capabilities. But when things become really complicated and it really becomes out of our reach, when it becomes impossible, that's when we have to cast it to God and say, God, I can't do no more. I don't know what else to do. I don't know where this $3,800 is going to come from, let alone my mortgage. I don't know where all this money is coming from. I don't know how we're going to make it through, but I know, God, you are still with us. It may not seem like that right now, but I know that you are with us. I know that you are with us. And you're not going to leave us like this. You're not going to leave us this way. That little bit of faith right there, the size of a mustard seed, is what keeps you going. Even when you don't even know how you're moving. (laughs) That little bit of faith, in spite of how much stone has been thrown at you, or thrown at your children, or thrown in your marriage, or thrown in your finances, yet you still have that little bit of hope. And you still have that little bit of faith. That God got you. And he's fighting your battles. And all you need to do is to stay calm. And I know that's not easy to do for a lot of us out there. That is so easy to react. But when this situation in your life becomes too much to bear, you have to stay calm. You have to be quiet. You have to be rested in him. And trust him 100% that he got you. No matter how bad it looks, no matter how bad it sounds, no matter how irritated you get, you still have to believe that God got you. All is well. Now, with that being said, we still have to do our part in terms of staying committed to him, getting into his word, and still be hopeful. You know, that still takes a lot of action. When I mean rested in him, that means not meaning that you just chill out in terms of just sitting in the house or whatever. No, you're resting in him in a spiritual sense, knowing that God got this. That you're not going to allow this stuff to eat you up inside. You're not going to allow this stuff to keep you late, you know, keep you awake after the midnight hour. You know, it's not going to stress you. It's not going to cause a lot of headaches. It's not going to cause your blood pressure to rise. It's not going to, you know, mess up your relationship or anything like that. You will finally release all of that, that negative energy into his care. And you stay rested in him because you know 100% without a shadow of a doubt, you have 100% confidence that God got you and he is taking care of everything for you. That is if you 100% sincere about it. 
and that you know for sure that you're not going to dab your little fingernail <laughs> in the situation. Let him handle it. Even though, yes, you're still going to get those stones. You're going to get those pebbles thrown at you. You may get the phone calls talking about they're going to, you know, repossess your car. Or they're going to, you know, foreclose your house. Or they're going to, you know, or you need to pay the bills. Or then your electricity is going to be shut off. Or what have you. You may get those stones thrown at you, sweetheart. I know what I'm talking about because I'm experiencing this. I've been there, done that. And I know even before this even came to existence that God still made a way out of nowhere. I cannot even tell you how God did it, but he did it. I can't even tell you where the money was coming from, but God did it. I can't even tell you how we still survived to stay in this house for over 13 plus years, but yet God did it. Even when my husband didn't have a job, even when he was jobless for more than two years, even when he did have a job, but he was still not getting paid for what he was worth. And he had to pay for a mortgage as well as an apartment. Even when he had to live out of state for four years, straight two years in one state and two years in another state and still trying to survive and take care of us while he was away and yet God still made a way out of no way I'm saying all of this my my, my sisters I'm saying this to help you and to uplift you that when you come across a challenge in your life and you seem like there's no hope Think of when the times that God brought you through those challenges way back when. You didn't know how you were going to survive. You didn't know how you was going to feed your kids. You didn't know how you was going to get to work. You didn't know how you were going to pay your rent or your mortgage or whatever. But some way, somehow, God still worked it out. God is your provider. He provided a way out of no way for you. Whether it was through clothes, whether it's through food, whether it's through housing, whether it's through uh, transportation, God made a way out of no way for you. Now, I know for people, some people just don't want to hear that stuff. They don't want to hear it. They don't believe it. That's on you. And even for us Christian folks, some of us still lack in our faith. They're like, yeah, I know God is able, blah, 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 but will it happen? You know, I got to prepare myself for plan B. I got to prepare myself for plan C. What is the options here? These are the options. There should not have been, should have not been an option if we all done our part. And even though we may have done what we were supposed to do, yet we still getting hit in the face with all these other stuff. <laughs> you know, we still need to stay encouraged. I know... I know that there are quite a few of you who are listening. You are going through something. Some of you probably have already passed that season that you're not even experiencing anything at this time. And I thank God that you're not. But oh, get ready because those trials and tribulations will come. But you can definitely go back and think of those moments in your life when you did have some hardships, when you did have some stones, not even stones. Some of you may have some boulders, <laughs> you know, that really who caused a major, you know, damage in your life some way, somehow. And even then you didn't think you were going to make it through it. But you did. And here you are right now. 
Yeah, you may have lost your home. You may have lost your car or you may have lost a job or you may have lost that marriage or you may have lost your children, not just through death, but maybe they just don't want to have anything to do with you. I don't know, but you have gone through something that had caused some major, major pain and also had made you just, just wonder, is it really worth it? And, you know, is it really, really worth it? Is it really worth me praying? Is it really worth me staying connected to God? Is it really worth it? Because truth be told, a lot of us Christian folk, we think that way too now. Some of us don't want to be, we don't want to admit that because we want to, you know, leave this persona that our perfect life of being a Christian is all of that perfect. But that's a lie from the pit because I know, I guarantee you, there's a lot of us Christians out there has the doubt. Our belief has been, has been uh, contaminated. There's, some of us don't believe anymore because of what we have dealt with, because of the problems, the issues, the same stuff that we dealt with numerous of times in the past. And we like, this is never going to end, so I'm just going to get used to it. That's when we come numb. That's when we deal with it. We tolerate it, but there's no feeling behind it because we we kept trying and we we put our feelings out there and it still got rejected it got denied or it got abused or whatever and we just eventually said you know what forget it bump it the heck with it whatever you know just get it done i don't care no more blah 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 and that's still not the right way to go because we're still carrying the pain we're still carrying the rejection we're still carrying the the hurt we're still carrying you know all of that and and it and it puts us in a position that that we don't need to be in it put us in a dark place and that's why i have to try to stay as hopeful and i have to try to stay as supportive and encouraging to to my daughter both of my girls cuz if i don't who will if i don't speak positive to them who will because I'll be honest with you, my husband is not a great supporter when it comes or a great encourager, to be truthful and honest. I would say that more, not just a supporter, but just an encourager, you know, you know, when things get rough and things get become so much or heavy weighted, he goes to the negative. You know, he starts looking at stuff and like, well, maybe you need to do this. Maybe you shouldn't do that, blah, 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 blah. And I, that right there, I don't need that in the atmosphere. It's already enough stuff in the atmosphere that's causing so much friction and distraction and, you know, and, and heartache and, and all of those things right now, what we both need to be in alignment about is saying that God got us, that it is well in our soul. As long as we do what we need to do and we can only do, but so much what we cannot do, we cast it in God's prayer. And we just believe without a shadow of a doubt that everything is going to be okay. And that our daughter is going to go to college. Our daughter is going to college this fall, not next semester, not next spring, because that was never the intentions. That was never the plan. And that we're going to have our home. But not wonder whether or not if we're going to lose our home. Oh, yeah, I'm keeping it real with you. I'm keeping it real for you, my beautiful sisters. Because I know a lot of you are dealing with some things and you probably think that your issue is no, it's, 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 it's no, that you're the only one that's dealing with it. But let me tell you, there's somebody's going through it too. Somebody's going through. And, yeah, you wonder what to do. You've done everything you could do. 
What's the point of staying encouraged? What's the point being, you know, trying to, you know, put a smile on your face? What's the point trying to, you know, to, to keep praying? What's the point in doing all of that when you don't see any results? But see, you have to be careful with that too, beloved. Because see, that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to to pull away from what the promises of God said in his word. He wants you to not pray. He wants you not to read his word. He doesn't want you to, to you know, to have that intimate relationship with God. He wants you to be frazzled and upset and discouraged and despondent and angry and bitter, you know, and go ahead and just you know, act out on your emotions because you so fed up. You had it up to here. You're just tired and this, that, whatever. You're tired of the same redundant conversation. You're tired of hearing the same negative answers, the same negative response. And even though that, you know, they're trying to do something good, but yet it's still contradicting because they're still saying something negative at the same time. You're tired, you're tired, you're tired. So what more can you do? What more can you do? And you sometimes sit in your room or your car or you drive off or just find some place that you could just release it through all of that. You just say, God, help me. God, I need you. I need you. Yeah, it would be great if you had your family to be in the same alignment with you as a Christian family should come together and pray together but in some Christians homes that is not the case I don't care how cute and pretty the family picture looks on your on your on your desk but honey keep it real that ain't happening up in in your home you know you hoping that your spouse will be in agreement with you but nine times out of ten, that ain't even the case. <laughs> so yeah, you have to be that one to 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 be that hope, to be that light, to be that encourager, you know, to be that motivator, right? You have to be that. But it's a lot. Yes, it is a lot. And yet the stones, it continues to fall. Whether you recognize it, whether you 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 see it or not, it still comes. And you like wonder. When, why, how, how long should I do this? Why, why am I wasting my time? I'm telling you, my sisters, from my own personal experience, that little bit of faith that you still have in you, that's all Jesus needs. That's all what God needs. He could take that little and he could do so much with that. So whatever stones that is being thrown in your life right now, you don't give up. You keep trusting God, knowing that he got you. Get into your word for some of you who have not read the word for a minute. Get into that word. Find scriptures based on the issues that you are going through right now, whether it's your health, whether it's your finances, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your children, whether it's your house, whether it's your job, whatever it is, find those scriptures, baby girl. Find the one that really, really, uh, um, you know, touches your spirit and use that as your daily bread. Meditate on that thing, man. And let me tell you something. When you do that, be prepared for the boulders to come. 
because the enemy is going to keep on throwing that stuff at you to try to deter you, distract you, um, put you in a position to just say, you know what, I'm done, I quit, I don't want to do this anymore, I don't, I don't want to hear nothing about God, I don't want to hear nothing about church, I don't want to hear nothing about prayer, I don't want to hear nothing about support, because that's what happens when things get really, really rough and really, really nasty and really, really disgusting, and it starts to become foul and stinkish, we get to that point where we have enough, we don't want to do it anymore, we don't want to pray no more, we don't want to be around nobody at church, we don't want to do it. No, you still keep fighting. And I know for some, like, what's the point? What's the point? Trust me, beloved. You keep fighting. Your reward will come. Your reward will come. I have a sister of mine at my church. And, you know, we prayed together this past Sunday and she was telling me and she's been telling me for the past time, the time that we have connected, you know, worse is going to come before better arrives. So you're going to experience some hardships. You're going to experience some things, man, that is going to knock you off your feet. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to, it's going to make you clutch your pearls or whatever. It's going to have you... Ooh, gonna have you, man, going through some moments, man. Some of you probably are fully aware, but I'm not talking about the ones you're aware of. I'm talking about some things that you just was not even aware of at all, right? Or to say this, you knew, you know what's going on, but you don't know how 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 bad the outcome really is, right? Because if you like me, I'm one of those per- persons. I don't like to hear bad news, so to so to speak. I don't want to. I don't. I don't like stuff like that. But I know I have to listen and understand where what's going on. And when you do listen and you find out what's really going on, don't allow that stuff to eat you up on the inside. Don't let that stuff to get you scared and get you worried and get you frantic and get you to the point where you like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what to do, what to do? We're gonna lose our house. We're gonna lose all this or that, whatever. No, don't put yourself in that position because that's what the enemy wants. He wants you to be afraid. He wants you to be frantic. He wants you to be anxious. He wants you to be nervous. He wants you to be despondent. He wants you to be clueless. He wants you to be ignorant. He wants you to be separated from God, period. When you come across hearing the nasty news or the not not so good news, whether it's from your spouse, whether it's from your family, whoever, you just learn to release it in God's hands and say, God, forgive me for not really being attentive as I should have been. But now that I'm fully aware of what is going on, I am releasing it in your care because you said cast all of my cares to you all of it so my my beautiful sisters cast all of your cares to him don't carry any of that don't give him 80% and you carry 20% let him let it go let it go. Let them go. Let him go. Let your child go. Release it all to him. You may not have a dime to your name. Hello, I'm one of them right now. You may not have a dime to your name, but God still provides for you. 
I cannot tell you how many times God has provided for me to take care of my daughters. It's only by his grace that he still continues to take care of us. Even when we don't deserve it. (laughs) Even when we don't deserve it. Because I know there's a lot of things that I have done that I ain't proud of. But yet still God overlooks all of that. And he still continues to take care of his own. So whatever stones, whatever pebbles, or whatever boulders that you have encountered, you give it to God, period. Because he can handle the hit. Come on now. (laughs) Jesus can handle it. Come on. But you can't. You can try as much as you can. But you can't. And I'm talking to my church sisters out here. You can try to put that mask on. You can try to walk in church and act like everything is all great. But you know you are in serious need of of help. You better go ahead and release it to Jesus. You better go ahead and speak your truth. You better go ahead and be, be that. Use your voice. I tell my daughters all the time. Use your voice. Speak your truth. Don't be ashamed of what's going on in your life. You be a blessing to someone while while someone be a blessing to you. Because you really don't know how God can turn things around. You know, when you start to speak your truth. Because we have conditioned ourselves to keep everything in-house. What goes in this house stays in this house. Listen, let me tell you something, man. I ain't got time for that. That quiet should be quiet. You know, I ain't got time for that. Whatever's going on in my house, I know that if I speak my truth to the certain individuals that I have encountered a relationship with, I'm going to speak my truth on to them about it. Now, I'm not expecting anything miraculous to happen, but then at the same time, I don't know if it will happen, but at least I let them know this is what's up. This is what's going on. I just ask for your support. I just ask for your prayers. I'm not asking for monetary blessings, but if that's what God leads you to do, then I appreciate it. And I, and I, and I thank you 100% from the bottom of my heart. But at least I know I'm releasing this stuff and I'm not going around people acting like everything is all prissy and clean and gorgeous and all of that. I'm dotting my I's and crossing my T's. Child, please, how many times I miss dotting my I's? How many times I miss crossing my T's? Okay, listen, I ain't got time for that. I don't have time for that. God is so good. He still continues to take care of us. He still continues to cover us. In spite of all of the stones that's being thrown our direction. Yet at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we have to open up and say, God, I thank you anyhow. Because I know this is just a temporary situation. And I know that you got me. And I know that you carrying me and you carrying my babies. I know that it is well. I know that you are not going to let anything happen to us. That you are not going to put us in the streets. Because he gave us this house. Or he gave us this job. Or he gave us whatever God has given to you. And you know that it was God that did it. You know that everything's going to be okay. He is going to protect you no matter what. So the enemy is going to do what they got to do. And let me say this too, beloved. If you have been the cause of the issues that you are dealing with now, repent to God immediately and say, God, forgive me for my ignorance. Forgive me for being you or or trying to take over your job. Forgive me for trying to be arrogant. Forgive me for trying to not listen. 
as a result of my of my ignorance, I got myself in a deep hole, and I got my family included in this in this situation, and I don't know how to get myself out of it. God, you are fully aware of what what is being presented to us. You see the issues right here before you, and I don't know how to handle it, and I don't know what to do, but God, I know that you are, you do the impossible, and there's nothing too hard for you to do. So if any of you, my beautiful sisters, have been the cause to your issues, and if you have not yet repented and asked God to change and deliver you and to help you, this is the time to do it now. This is the time to do it now. Because we all are working progress. We all got some issues and we got some darkness about us that likes to perk up every now and then and cause some kind of havoc you know, in our personal life as well as in our business, in our professional life, right? And we know our habits. We know that darkness. We know that stuff that ain't good and ain't ripe. Ain't, 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 it's not good at all. But yet we avoid it. We ignore it. And we continue to, you know, act like ain't nothing wrong with your behavior. Ain't nothing wrong. And you try to justify your wrongness. <laughs> you know, the nerve of you. Okay, you got to grow up out of that. Because be truthful about it, this this is on you. And I know that's hard to hear, but it's the truth is the truth. We may cry out to God and say, God, deal with this person, help this person to understand, but we have to always look at ourselves too. Did I contribute to this foolishness? Did I contribute to this? And if so, apologize immediately. Say, God, forgive me. I didn't know no better. I thought I what I was doing was the right thing. I thought if I just avoided, that was the right thing. But I, I realized that I should never have ignored it. I should never have ran away from it. I should never have ran away from the truth. But God, forgive me. Help me with this situation. Help me fix this. Help me to, to you know, be at peace. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. And I tell you, without a shadow of a doubt, that God will turn it all around for your good and before he even does that you still give him praise anyway and I know sometimes ladies it's difficult to do that because you're you know your emotions are so raw and you're really hurting and you just don't feel like giving God praise you don't really don't want to get into your word. You don't want to go on your knees and pray. You don't want to fall on your face and just, you know, lay prostrate before him. I, I get it. I get it because I've been there too. But man, let me tell you, when you have tried everything known to man, you tried it and it didn't work. It may work for the beginning, but after a while, it just gets worse and worse and worse. You tried everything. But if you have not tried Jesus, if you just give him a shot, just like you gave everything and everybody else a shot, if you just give him a try, man, he will renew your strength. His grace is sufficient. He will give you peace that surpasses all understanding. He will wipe your tears away, beloved. He will cover you. He will give you rest. He will take good care of you. Even when the storm is raging on your life. 
But you best believe that after that storm, guess what? There's always sunshine. There's always sunshine. There's always going to be a blue skies and clouds or no clouds. But it's going to be a joyous day. So my sisters, don't give up. If you have just that little bit of faith, the size of a mustard seed, you can move those mountains. And Jesus will definitely, he will definitely work on your behalf. So I hope this blessed you. I hope this inspired you and encouraged you today, my beloved sisters. Forgive me for being so personal. Forgive me for being this raw. But I truly believe when I come on here and what God puts in my heart to speak, I speak my truth because I know that it is a healing ointment for someone else that's going through something probably worse off than what I have expressed. And I have not expressed all of my my laundry. <laughs> but this here, I truly believe and I hope that it's helped you to really um, build up your strength, your confidence, if you will. And this is why I call this this podcast Resilience Is My Beauty because, man, oh man, when you look back over your life, you realize the beauty of who you are from the inside because of your strength, because of you being that resilient woman, because of you surviving all of the issues, the circumstances, the trials, the tribulations, the stones, everything that you encountered, you survived it. And that's what makes you a beautiful woman because you are able to stand stand strong and to speak your truth. And that's why I love doing what I do, you know, with this podcast because reaching the magnitude of people and hoping that those who hear the sound of my voice and hope that they, you know, that while they're listening to this um, episode, that they uh, realize that they are not alone. We may not have the same exact problem, but we do have this, you know, we have that pain, that discomfort. But knowing that there's somebody out there that is still fighting, and that gives them the strength to keep fighting, to push forward, to press forward. Now, at this point, I'll be real with you. Um, we were supposed to leave today to head out, you know, uh, to Virginia. But I don't know if that's going to happen today. Because as I said, financially wise, we don't have the means to even get a car at this point. Because um, a lot is going on. A lot is going on, beloved. Um, but we do have between now until next week to come up with this $3,800 that they need to uh, approve my baby into um, into her room, into the dorm that she's assigned to. Um, and then we got to work on trying to get money for the spring semester. I mean, that gives you a little bit of time once this semester is paid up. But you know how that is. Three months is like a month. It comes real quick. And then, of course, there's other additional issues that we have to deal with. And like I said, with, you know, our home and everything else in between. Um, so I ask my beautiful sisters, those of you who are still listening, 
that you definitely will put me in, in our family in your prayers. Oh, and also that if you want to um, send a monetary blessing to my daughter, um, her, um, ca her cash box, or cash app, I'm sorry, her cash app is um, dollar sign S-T-E-P-H-L-J-0-1. Now, if you want to um, bless me, um, if you if that's totally up to you. My cash app is dollar sign T W O N T A. That's it. That's that's the cash app information. Um, I thank you guys um, in advance. Uh, those of you that um, you know want to go ahead and you know bless um, my baby girl. I truly, truly appreciate you very, very much. Um, uh, but yeah, like I said, it's a lot um, going on. And it's not my intentions to be uh, a Debbie Downer or <laughs> anything like that. That is so not my intentions. But I just wanted to truly bring it to everyone's attention um, about what's happening, you know, and in terms of life, <laughs> um, that this is going on in my life right now. And, uh, but yet I still persevere and, um, that this too shall pass. This too shall pass. Um, but I definitely will be back. God willing. And, um, continue to bring you um, positive uh, words of encouragement to help you move forward in your dreams and your goals um, um, in the visions that you know that you have that you want to pursue in whatever it is in your life um, and to keep you uplifted um, and that's pretty much it <laughs> so we're going to close with a prayer and um, again, I thank you, my beautiful sisters. Uh, again, the cash app info is S-T-E-P-H-L-J-0-1. That's for my daughter, Stephanie. So if you want to go ahead and um, send a blessing to her, um, please do so. She appreciate it, of course, and truly thank every one of you. Um, and if you want to um, bless me, um, it's uh, dollar sign T-W-O-N-T-A. That's my cash app info as well. Um, so again, um, thank you ladies for continuing to support this podcast. I truly do appreciate you so, so very much. It means so much to me that, you know, just a very few of you still stay, uh, by my side and you look, you look forward to hearing what, um, I, what I have to talk about. <laughs> that means a lot. So I do appreciate you. So God, thank you for this opportunity where that, um, I'm able to speak uh, to my beautiful sisters, uh, just to the people in general. I thank you, Father God, for giving me this opportunity to share my truth, to speak my truth, not for sympathy, not for whatever, or try to build fame or anything like that. But I truly believe that while we're going through the trials and tribulations, that we should be able to release 
the issues that we are facing with, you know, not expecting anything in return, but just pretty much being a blessing to someone to let that person know that they are not alone, that they're not dealing with issues by themselves because sometimes we believe that the issues that we face with that that nobody gets it nobody knows what we're going through you know that song nobody knows the trouble I've seen and all these are nobody knows my sorrow but you know in a sense that's kind of true because we fail to tell anybody you know we fail to really open up our hearts and you know and speak our truth you know we continue to live with the same lie you know what goes in the house stays in the house i call it a lie because it is a lie from the pit because i truly believe god that you have placed people in our lives outside of our private life that truly could be a a blessing could be that door opener that can truly help us you know when we are not able to help ourselves but i know that you are able to do it that you have already planted those individuals that you can work through to help us get out of the rut that we, most of us, have put ourselves in. And some of us, you know, it just happened. You know, it just came across some things that was just totally unexpected. As again, like these stones, these boulders that come that just wreak havoc in our lives or just cause a a major standstill in our lives. But God, none of this stuff phases you. None of these stones and these bricks and whatever we call it it doesn't phase you it doesn't stop you for who you are that you are the almighty god that you sit high and you look up look low and that you can handle anything that this here this ain't hard for you we just have to learn to trust you we just have to learn to believe in you, knowing that you got us, that you are fighting our battles, even though we may not be able to see it physically, but through the spiritual realm, yes, you are 100% right there taking everything into the matters of your hands. And that we just learn to stay calm in spite of what the enemy present to us, in spite of the negative Nancys and the doubting Donnas out there, we still continue to stay focused and stay committed to what you have promised us in your word. So God, thank you in Jesus' name. We love you, O Lord, and we give you praise today. Amen.